Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Winnie the Winnie the Pooh, Pooh. I don't know how it goes. I am a cuddly, snuggly little fuck, <laughs> and I've got hundred acre wood. It's not even a good impression, but you know, uh, well, it's much better that way. <laughs> For you to commit to, oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bear. <laughs> okay, let's get a suit up. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. So Jonathan, Jonathan off Road Rules, welcome to Boston's favorite son. It's sort of a business call. Uh, that myself and Conrad Zimmerman... Hello, Conrad. Hello, Jim. Hi. Uh, we've set this up to help get you famous again. Um, I, I, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with that premise uh, yet, but we... Myself as a life coach and Conrad as a talents manager, um, we are still a bit upset that your career's in a slump. We thought that last week would jolt it. It seemed like, you know, things were really kind of rolling, like there, that we were going to get some some traction going and and nothing. And, you know, I mean, I obviously, I blame myself. Sure, sure, sure. And and you, well, I don't think you were wrong to assume we were rolling. In, in actual fact, Fred Durst phoned me up and said, I thought I was rolling, but you're rolling twice as much as me, which means you're rolling, 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 rolling. Right. Wow. Uh, I didn't promote the show. I didn't want the show to be heard. So that's part of why it didn't take off. Uh, well, you're not doing your career any favors, are you? I guess not. So don't beat yourself up. It's really... It's really all on me, and again, I'm not sure I want more attention. Do you think you will get a call to play Christopher Lambert in the Highlander remake with that attitude, with your profile as lowly as it is, like the low worms in the earth? Uh, I love Lambert. There's no way they would cast me as Lambert in the in like the making of in the remake. They're going to remake Highlander. Oh, okay. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's going to play the Kurgan, and you're going to play Christopher Lambert. I'm already older than Lambert was in that film, I think, and he wasn't that young. He's never been young. Do it now. Do do what Highlander is famous for and say that famous catchphrase, freedom. <laughs> is that the... I thought the catchphrase was, uh, there can only be one. No, 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 that's Pokemon. <laughs> it's Pokemon, there can only be one. You saw that you you saw that Pokemon movie where there was a quickening. Right. I didn't see that. No. The Pikachu cuts that Charmander's head clean off and then eats all the ghosts that were in it. And that's what you're going to do. I'm going to chop that guy's head off. Well, I mean, this leads me on to that regular feature that we do every week where we look at the headlines. I didn't know about that. The headlines are bleak. Yeah. Because just as you were talking about chewing a rat's head off, 
um, which you said you like to do. I don't. Uh, I'm going to fire this up now on the old uh, Boston computer, which is the name of the most fast computer in Boston, and just have a look at the news on the bostonmagazine.com. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a Twitter account for Boston's favorite son. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I've, I've looked at it. I'll tell you what, I'll bring that up as well, because I want to talk to you about the follows on that. Is there, there's more than a few, right? Isn't there a couple hundred? Well, no, 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 the ones I've been following on behalf of the account. Oh, okay. We've we've got Boston Public Library. These are all the accounts we're following on Twitter together as part of our brand. Boston Public Library, Boston Bruins, Boston Celtics, Boston University, Museum of Fine Arts Boston, Boston.com, so you know we're legit, the Boston Globe, City of Boston, Boston Magazine, Boston Fire Department, Boston 25 News, Boston Police Department, Boston EMS, and Boston Firefighters, which is a different account from Boston Fire Department. So we are covered in case of fire, son. Great. Did they, did they all follow back? Hell no. But... <laughs> Nothing that happens in Boston escapes my grasp. Nothing. I'm like Boston's very own Eye of Voldemort, staring down at the city, making sure that no one picks their bum holes in public. <laughs> well, good. There's a lot going on around here. <laughs> oh, there is. Some of it not actually happening in Boston, but was picked up by Boston Magazine, which means I get to talk about it. I'm going to read you a headline, Jonathan. And bear in mind, as we look at the headlines, we're always thinking, how can Jonathan raise his profile? Uh. How can Jonathan off Road Rules, who was on a real MTV show, he is Jonathan off MTV. How the hell, how the flipping dick are we going to get him on television again where he so dearly belongs, beloved? Right? This is how. BostonMagazine.com, the news, the headline. Here's a seagull swallowing a rat hole in the North End. That was in Boston. Sorry, they've got an English accent on the video, which I did watch, with a big grin on my face and drool coming from my lips. A seagull ate a rat's hole? In North End, in Boston. I entirely, like just the the rat oh, was... ate a rat. A rat. In, a, a, yes. in its entirety. Yes. A small mammal in its entirety, down its gullet. Ah. Big fuck off seabird. And, and I tell you what, right? It was amazing. Really? It was a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah. This seagull swallows up this rat hole, jumps onto a car, then another seagull tries to get in its business as, as if it wants to peck the rat out of the gull. But we don't see the conclusion of that. All I know is a big fuck-off seabird ate some vermin, and the question on everyone's lips is, Jonathan, how do you top that? Uh, I mean, I, I, I could go down to the, the ocean. Yep. I'm about 20 minutes away. I can see the seashore right now. And, um, I don't know, spend time there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think you should spend time there among the sands, the seas, the skies, and the seagulls of Boston. They're very difficult to be around. They're very aggressive. They're big. They're violent. Um, they're often talked about. I think once you've gotten halfway through eating one, its resistance level is going to drop sharply. Yeah, it'll calm right down. Yeah. Because I ask you, how the heck, how the hecking, bloody, bleeding, blooming heck can you top a seagull eating a rat? You, Jonathan, have to eat a seagull that's eating a rat. Oh, uh, 
no one ever does that. Things happen around here that are surprising. You're right. There's a gap in the market. No, no one's ever eaten a seagull that's eaten a rat. Or just eaten a seagull. Like if there, I see folks uh, that are starving for food and I give them a handout as, yeah. as I try my best to do and um, there'll be seagulls around and they'll, um, they'll feed the seagulls just to get the seagulls to leave them alone. Let alone, you know, thinking about eating the seagulls. Terrifying because they're defeat, disease infested, uh, aggressive, big mean their their meat is is pre-rotted which is why it's going to be so impressive when you manage to get that entire bird down your throat it's not it's not possible yeah get that gull down your gull gull they're, they're, <laughs> they're so big i don't know if you guys just haven't seen them they're so big like uh, uh your average seagull's head is about the size of my foot yeah. Them, uh, us, uh, the rat was about the size of a seagull, and that didn't stop the beat, bastard. You just have to commit. You have to believe in yourself. I believe in you, Jonathan. Thanks. It's not because mm, they're. The, I was just. That was just the head. I mean, yeah. The wingspan. Oh, I see. I get your concern. You don't want to eat the seagull. No. Well, after it's eaten the rat, I guess. Your concern is it's so big you won't swallow the gull quick enough because the gull will get that rat down like that. Well, I'm just I'm trying to depersonalize it. Like, of course, personally, I don't want to eat it. But even if I could, even if I wanted to eat it, I couldn't. You just can't eat those guys. They're too big. Right. What What if it was a gull eating a rat that's eating a gull that's eating a rat? Bear in mind, the rat, the, at least the first rat would have to be pretty big. And the, the first gull would have to be... Uh, sort of you know baby as bigger oh <laughs> did you say baby yeah like a baby gull and i'm not saying i'm gonna do this but i could eat a baby gull probably i've never seen one fresh out of the eggs hmm. yeah that's almost just like eating a chicken it's basically eating an egg well yeah if they don't have feathers on yet i think technically they're still an egg so if we were to get you a bag of baby gulls yeah but then how do we get the baby gulls to eat uh, a rat that becomes an issue what what can we just cut out the rat part because that's that's really oh no the rat's clutch like it's, yeah. it's all about yeah. escalation uh... then then the the rats have to eat the baby gulls and then Jonathan has to eat the rats. Oh, okay. But then again, they might be big as well and they'll also be fattened on delicious baby gull. I, I so if you're going for notoriety, I guarantee you no one is eating a baby seagull cuz even that is very gross. Yeah. We'll get you down north ends. That's where the news is. Um we'll hold an event. Oh, Conrad, do you think you could finance put an event together for us? You know, it's funny that you should mention it because I kind of anticipated this. Now, mm. I know, I know, Jonathan, you have your reservations. You're thinking to yourself, this isn't going to work. It's not big enough, right? No. That... And it's going to be very, very hard to catch, you know, a gull in the act of eating a rat. And I, I understand. I hear all of your concerns. And so I've got a plan. <laughs> We're going to go to Fenway Park. Okay. I love Fenway Park. A lot happens there. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful place to have an event. And we're going to construct a stage that has a whole series of shoots, rat-sized shoots. 
leading down a ramp. <laughs> rat-sized chutes? Rat-sized chutes. Yeah, you know, something for the rats to to uh, run down, uh, to, to, to run so far away. Or, or at the very least, fall down. Right. Yeah. Can they run away from me with their chutes? Well, yeah, yeah. And I suspect that they will be because you'll be standing behind them. And behind you will be a series of cages with, I don't know, maybe like a dozen seagulls in them. Yeah, and, and we'll have been, you know, keeping them from food for a few days, so they'll be good and hungry. Oh yeah, I mean, I've already started the process on that because we did have a bit of a bit of an organized before we got started. Um, I can confirm that we've got about twenty six seagulls. They are very hungry and they are very angry, and at least five of them are incredibly horny. So what will happen is we'll get, you know. Fenway Park, it'll, it'll sell out. I mean, it's going to be a huge crowd, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell them Boston's favorite son, Jonathan Off-Road Rules, is going to show up to, I don't know, what would we call the event, Conrad? Yeah, I, I, I it's, I have, I have something. I, I hoped you might. I had a feeling you might. I saw you scribbling in your scrapbook. Yeah, I was a little bit ahead of, of the curve on this, and I, I just thought to myself, you know, what would be the best thing to do? And so I drew up a flyer. Oh. Uh, and and you can if you just go ahead and look at that. And I'll, just to let you know. Yeah, something just popped up in my messenger. I've got about 50,000 of these that are being printed. Don't worry about the expense. Uh, I've, I've managed to secure the funds through a complicated scheme of selling Steam gift copies of games through shady online websites that I bought using your account. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been sneaking into your house at night and selling uh, your socks, mostly to some guys I know who hang out down by the river. So yeah, here's the flyer that we're gonna go with, and and I'm real excited about it. I think it's gonna be a big hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's good until the part about, and it's a, it's in small print, so that's good. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to fit it all in there. You got to get the important things sized correctly. Well, no, wait. There's a few problems with this. There's some flying mustaches in a circle, and underneath it, it says a flock of seagulls. Okay, look, I'm not the greatest artist. <gasps> Brilliant event! <laughs> a flock of seagulls in Fenway Park, I'm there. That sounds like someone's going to eat some seabirds. It's fa- false advertising, but... No, no, it's not. Not at all. It's a, There's going to be a flock of seagulls there. It sounds like literal advertising. I've never seen a more literal flyer. The stars are good. There's little stars drawn on there by hand. To let you know that it's a great celebrity showbiz event. Yeah, symmetrical. Then it says, eats rats whole while being eaten whole by Jonathan off-road rules. Trademark. Yeah. Um, We're funneling rats into seagulls. You're going to eat the seagulls. Are you, you going to eat the rats? Jonathan, you've been such a diva about this. I don't even know what you want anymore. Do you want to dress up as a seagull and just eat rats? Is that where we've come down no, to? No. Will you be the flock of seagulls? Will we tell everyone that we've met a flock of seagulls and they're really excited to eat rats in Fenway Park? <laughs> it's not. So it's disgusting. It makes for a fine short video. It, you, you know, I'm trying to compromise. I'm trying to be helpful. If the rats, like, nibbled on me a little bit, if I got all my shots and was ready to get some first aid after the fact, you could have rats and seagulls, like, bite me a little. Yeah. They can't eat me because I'll die, and I'll also just hate that, so... Okay, okay. Well, I'll I'll meet you halfway. Yeah? I'll meet... We'll compromise on this, okay? 
In a new interview, Carly Rae Jepsen says she once saw Seal eat an entire loaf of bread on a plane. So, by way of compromise, we'll forget the seagulls and the rats. How many seals can you eat on a plane? (laughs) Can I eat the bread? You were so close. I can eat a whole loaf of bread. You could eat the plane, you could eat a bucket of seals, or you could eat Carly Rae Jepsen. (laughs) Eating the bread has already been done by seal. Right. According to this billboard interview. So, there are your options. You want to eat a plane, a baby seal, or Carly Rae Jepsen? And I'll tell you... So I'll give you some free advice, right? I'd go for the seal. Oh, yeah, I know. Carly Rae Jepsen's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. And I think you get bad press eating a plane or Carly Rae Jepsen, America's beloved singer. Well, uh... People don't really give a shit about seals, last I checked. They throw penguins about. No, they do care about seals. Um... Seals are so cute. They're just like a just a blob with a face and two flippers, you know? They're just pure fat with a smile. We'll tell them this one was racist. What? We'll tell them this seal was racist. We'll say, if, if you're upset he's eating a baby seal over there that we've, we've caught in a bucket, don't. That one was a proper racist. I mean, the singer seal is not just a fat blob with flippers. He's a handsome man. I'm a fat blob with flippers and no one likes me. <laughs> That's why I'm riding your coattails to superstardom, Jonathan, off MTV's Road Rules in the real world, I guess. I didn't I didn't mean that either. But, but I mean, I can't eat the plane. I won't eat Carly Rae Jepsen because she's a person. Yeah. I mean, you've narrowed down your options to my advice, which is good because I'm your life coach. And I'm advising you as a way to enrich your life. Eat a seal on a plane <laughs> to the disgust of Carly Rae Jepsen. Well, I mean, can we can we ethically put the seal down, like peacefully give it a send off and and pay tribute to it, and then cook it a little? Um, we will be holding a funeral for the seal, actually. Okay. I don't know if you've heard about this. This is all part of of the the thing, right? Um, as part of the Seal High Club. That's the name of the TV show where every week you eat a seal on a plane to the disgust of another uh, young singer-songwriter. You'll eat the seal and then we'll hold the funeral for the seal. So once the plane lands in France, let's say, you've gone from Boston to France and, and you go to different locations and we observe different funeral rites in each place. It's mostly just burials. But we'll buy a coffin... And you'll lie in that, and we'll close the coffin up, and we'll hold the funeral for the seal, and they will bury the seal's remains. I will be bur- I will be in the coffin? Uh, you will be... I mean, that's where the seal's remains are. Yeah, yeah, you'll be a sort of coffin. Are they remains if it's just in my stomach? For as long as they remain there. Yeah, I mean, once you've... Once, you've, once you're able to leave the dearly departed in a dearly departed state, then we'll bury, you know, we'll dig you back up, pop another seal in your hand, and thrust you into the airport. I've been buried. I've been buried (laughs) alive with a a seal's worth of stuff in my stomach. Is that what's happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, You you don't sound enthused. What problem do you have with... 
What problem do you have with paying respect to seals? Like, do you have an issue with the troops? We give and we give and we give, Jonathan, I swear. You're disrespecting the troops. You won't eat a seal. You won't pay res- You won't pay your respects to, to a fallen Navy seal. Because we'll have put a little plastic helmet on its head, which you don't have to eat. You can wear it while you eat it. It'll look cute. Oh, man. Although if it helps it go down, you know. They're so cute. That'd be so sad. And it's a little face, little black eyes and little whiskers. They're just like little sea cats. Yeah, I'd eat them first. It makes it harder to do it the other way around. And they're so blubbery. How are you even supposed to, what, do you just bite down and hope that... Something opens up there, it's just gonna bounce off. I mean, I think if you just unhinge your jaw, they're so squishy that they ought to just slide straight down the throat. Yeah, yeah, and we can actually arrange that for you. Um, I've been consulting medical on this show. It's uh, overseen by a, a, a Dr. Nick Scream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A Dr. Night Scream, sorry. And he's going to unhinge your jaw for you um, so that you can basically just swallow that little bastard whole. Ah. That's the noise you'll be making. You'll open wide. <laughs> you'll make that noise and down the gullet it'll go. And because it's blubbery, it should slide down no problem, son. I mean, it's really... I can't... I can't do it. I think I would rather try to eat the plane. I would feel so bad for the seal. Because those last moments you have on this earth are so yeah. important. That's that's yeah. your... It all culminates with that. So for the last thing a seal to see... <laughs> You're giving it a loving womb to spend its final moments in. What could be more peaceful? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, we'll say, I'll tell you your big problem here is you're worried about production costs buying a coffin every week. And, and you've actually hit upon a great idea because you will be a living coffin. What? Jonathan Off-Road Rules, the living seal coffin. We'll just bury. We'll just throw you in a hole in the woods. So I'm no longer in the coffin. I am the coffin you for the, the coffin. seal I swallowed. Boston's very first living coffin. That's a really good point, actually, Jonathan. Because coffins are expensive. Like the yeah, funeral yeah. industrial complex. That's not my concern. I don't want to kill anything or any. I don't want to digest a living being. I don't want to <sighs> uh, okay. do that. That's such okay. a way to go. I tell you what. I tell you what. We're all compromises today. I'll meet you halfway again. Okay? You won't kill anything. You will eat normal food. Oh, okay. And the death involved will be tertiary, peripheral, not altogether your fault. How about that? Not my fault or my fault? Not, not, not altogether your fault. All right. Well, I mean, I do, I eat hamburgers that's my fault i guess if it's if it's as my fault as me eating a hamburger then maybe you could eat a hamburger on the show it's called come die with me (laughs) it's a fine dining show in which you take um willing participants out on a date now these willing participants signed up to be on the show in the event of their death what? So you will take their corpses out for fine dining dates, dinner dates. 
So they're already dead. Yes, yes. And and if you're worried about the ethics, like I said, these are willing participants. They're they're fans of this show, so they'll do anything. They've they've all signed waivers well yeah. in advance. Signed yeah. waivers. They've given us permission to basically do whatever we want with their bodies after they've passed on. They basically these are you know some hardcore atheistic types who are all like the, the body is worms meat. Might as well put it. Might as well put it to good use, such as propelling Jonathan off-road rules to superstardom. How about that? So they, they these aren't people who, they're not like that guy in Germany who found a, a policeman to eat him, right? They're, these are people mm. who are just going to mm-hmm. die anyway. They, they had illness or something. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I've, I've got a lot of people signed up um, for whatever reason. You know, I've made sure to get some older people as well so we can get moving on this show and we'll just hope for some accidents for the rest of them. Okay. Oh, we're specifically targeting clumsy people, so we have high hopes. Yeah, yeah. So, but but we're not killing anybody. These no, are people no, who are no, just going to no. die, as we all do someday. Yeah. And then after they're dead, the corpse will be on a TV show, which is actually kind of... A way to live forever. It's a immortality thing, yeah. sort of. Not the way I would want to be remembered, probably, but but I guess I will be because you want me to go to dinner with a corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine anybody would like watch this and get the idea in their head that they could achieve, you know, a, a eternal legacy by killing themselves and appearing on the show. So yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not soothing. That worried me much more, as you you might imagine. So, I don't think I want to do this show. No, 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 no. A typical show will begin, you know, in the interior of a local Boston restaurant. Teasy Wheezes, for example. Um, beautiful Italian cooking. Um, the door bursts open and you <laughs> walk in wearing a tuxedo, dragging... <laughs> dragging a dead body behind you screaming it's happened again it's happened again i need a table for two. <laughs> oh, it just hit me that i mean the first idea was so tough for me that i was relieved to, to be honest i was emotionally relieved to hear that no one was going to die now but i'm going back to jail now is what's <laughs> happening cuz you can't do that you can't we've got permission from the corpse i don't think that's the issue <laughs> i think the the bringing a dead body to a to teasy wheezies they won't tell it's dead have you ever seen weekend at birdies and that was a whole weekend this is just a couple of hours in an italian restaurant that was fiction big time and the actor was alive he was faking it he yeah was acting yeah. um these are real would you say would you say you've got concerns about the show? Yeah, I've got concerns about the show, yeah. Yeah. Is it that people won't see that tattoo you have of the cover of Pink Single Just Like a Pill? Because don't worry about that. I know it's on your inner thigh, and when I said tuxedo, I meant half of one. It will be the top of a tuxedo and your underpants, and we'll get plenty of shots of your inner thigh so they could see Pink's Just Like a Pill. Um, and I think you've got the lyrics... On your like, like on the small of your back. What? We'll get some of them in as well. Just you know, the, the pink. Yeah, yeah. You've got the lyrics to Pink's "Just Like a Pill" in your sort of um, back posterior portion. I hope not, uh, and I'm not going to. I can't stay on your morphine because it's making me itch. 
That's something you could actually... We can make that the theme tune of the show. So, Pink's just like a pill stone. You're just like a pill. Instead of making me better, you keep making me ill. Door bursts open. You come in in your underpants and tuxedo top, dragging a corpse under its arms, yelling, it's happened again, it's happened again. I need a, a table for two. My usual, Frank. And then Frank will be like, yeah. It's happened again, meaning that I... I happened again? I brought a dead body to Tweezy Wheezy's again? It's... What happened again? I don't know why you're shouting it. I don't know why you're shouting it. It's... I, I just feel like it's a good way to excite the restaurant. Well, yeah, there's an there's an energy to it. It's an introduction. You know, it's, you gotta have a catchphrase, right? <laughs> you know, something that the audience will hear and know that, oh, it's happening. Johnny's up to his antics again. <laughs> it seems more like I want help. Like, it's happened again, it's happened again. Like, I've, I've, I've had another attack. Yeah, well, you do need help. You need a table. I don't need a table. You need to find your table. You're going to drag the corpse over to the table. Um, if, if there's more than two seats, kick them over. Just, just fucking boot them as far as you can across the restaurant. Slump him or her into the other chair, right? Slump them into the chair. Um, then pick up the breadsticks that are likely on the table and just start shoving it into the mouth of your delectable date. Uh, so, I mean... Health code, uh, blah, blah, blah. D d d dead body. Don't blah, blah, blah. I want to know what your problem with this idea is. So they can't eat. I'm bringing them to dinner. Yeah. But this is not a living being anymore that can process any food. There's going to be, you're saying put food in their mouth. It's just going to, it's just going to sit there and it's going <laughs> to. You're going to have to push extra hard, aren't you? I have to. So. And then eventually it's going to get really full of turkeys and hams and whatever, or pasta, yeah. I guess, and meatballs. And then it's going to burst open. And then, <laughs> then you're going to have me in a tuxedo uh, trying to piece together the inner organs of uh, a stranger whose body I've defiled with meatballs. On your hands and knees, pushing all the chunks together, saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. It's happened again, is probably what I would say, because <laughs> it did. And I, I'm very, I want help. I want out of this. I want someone there to take me out of there, but it's... I, I get your issue with this. What if I take a... Can we just have a, a living person, like li Weekend at Bernie's? You said that was a good movie. We can get someone to pretend to be dead, but when it comes to the actual eating, they can do it. So I don't have to push a bread roll in their mouth and then pick their guts up the floor. A moment ago, you, um, in, in, a, in an almost slanderous way, accused Conrad and I of false advertising when we genuinely, literally advertised a flock of seagulls. If we do a show called Come Die With Me and it's just two regular people on a date or one that's very clearly breathing and is just pretending to be asleep, I think that would have us in front of a fucking tribunal. <laughs> I think people would much rather want to see you crying, <laughs> crying and bloodstained, dragging a corpse into a restaurant, kicking some chairs over and then filling it full of so much food it bursts. I... And I know what you're thinking. Where did the blood come from all over your lovely tuxedo? And that's because you're a serial data. You've got a problem. <laughs> Dater. Of corpses. Commit. 
commit. Commit to the corpse you can spend the rest of their death with. Their death? Yeah. So, but that's forever. So, oh, I get it. It is sort of creepy romantic. Well, I mean, once the corpse bursts, <laughs> you can move on to another one. Um, <laughs> that's not... That's not uh, for better or worse, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm I am just a reboot for a second. Yeah, yeah. I'm really open to good ideas. Like I'm not just coming to talk to you guys purely for for ideas that are are not good. Yeah. So if you have a good idea, I'm ready too. Yeah. Well, we've just bombarded you with them for the past <laughs> half a fucking hour. You're so ungrateful. I don't. I'm sorry you feel that way. I I like you. But I don't think this is going to... And you said if I bring someone on a date, there will be a tribunal? Yeah. Well, if we call it Come Die With Me, that's false advertising. Well, it's more they're going to be worried I'm going to kill the person. That's why I would call the tribunal or, or the police or, or whatnot. They're already dead. We've got the papers. <laughs> they gave us permission for you to have their corpse on this date. You you think they didn't know that their corpse was going to explode at the end of it? You think they didn't think that through when we shoved a piece of paper in front of their face, pointed at the bottom and said, sign here? No. Jonathan, are you concerned that once the corpse has exploded, that ends the will-they-won't-they they tension? <laughs> no. 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 Oh, Jonathan, tell me your dreams. <laughs> uh... Go to work, do my job, go home, have dinner with, uh, safely. That's your dream. It's very simple. I don't. I've, I. I sort of have everything I want right now. Your dream is living the life of the point of view character from Dire Straits is money for nothing. <laughs> is it? Is that your dream? Microwave ovens. Just moving microwave ovens and it's re fine. refrigerators. Yeah, it's safe. It's it's. Uh, I can live in the moment and know that there's no high stakes. That I'm mm. going to be uh, able to accomplish my goals. Money in the bank. Uh, I, I sure. I, I miss the days of being somewhat famous and having people recognize me and and feeling special feeling like i was capable of something other people were not made me feel kind of good about myself but it was really empty it was the same cory feldman said all those same things and look at him i don't know about that it wasn't really empty it was really mtv which is what you were on in fact you're not the the, the protagonist character from dire straits is money or nothing you're the sting character from dire straits is money for nothing sting from the police you want your, you want your, you want your MDV. I want my, I want my, I want my MDV. How about you parade around Boston doing that until they give you your fucking job back? <laughs> Dressed as a peacock. Strutting around Boston High Street in Boston, going, I want my, I want my MTV, with a frilly lace hanky in your hand that you're waving in front of people's faces. <laughs> no one will, I don't even look the same. I, I, if you see pictures, no one will recognize me. Uh, we'll give you a baseball cap and you could wear it backwards. It, it, it's that's a lot more would need to be done. Um, no, it'll be 1998 all over again. Uh... I mean, that's an, a safe, relatively 
harmless idea, so I'm not entirely against it, but I'm not I'm not running out to do it right away, if you know what I mean. Right, we're going to p- write that one down in pen. So so that's definitely yeah. defo's happening. Right. I can't write on that. That's my water bill. Jonathan, almost making me write on my water bill. Sorry. I won't be able to pay for my water and I'll die of thirst. And I'm already dying of thirst because I'm talking to you. Yeah, I do dry people out. <sighs> so horny. That I didn't know. That's what I was talking about, wow. Jonathan. Surprised. Yeah, well, it's that erotic energy you give off. Nope. Very <laughs> little of that. Very asexual. Told that all the time. I think years ago I told you about that dominatrix I was friends with. She wanted to have sex with everybody. Tell us about your dominatrix friend who wanted to have sex with everyone, Jonathan. She was so cool. Her name's Gina. I won't give her a full name in case people stalk her or something. Sure, sure. You've already given us too much. <laughs> I don't even know if she's alive. I hope so. Gina with the short hair. She was on uh, HBO's Real Sex once. You're really narrowing down who this is. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> You're giving us a lot of deets now. Well, she, you know, she put herself on Real Sex. When people say, I knew... Jonathan off the road rules, I don't say. Like, don't tell people I was on road rules, because I subjected myself to that. It's, it's what happened. Um, and likewise, she's okay with me saying I know Gina from from Real Sex 7 or whatever. Um, but yeah, she was ready. She loved sex. She was constantly setting up menage a trois or menage a cincos with uh, various men and women, renting hotel rooms, and then having sex... Uh, for work on the side, really enjoyed her work, tying up guys. And I was like, Gina, what do you think of me? Do you think I'm sexy? And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, what did I do wrong? She's like, ah, you're just kind of like Steve Martin, you know? You're just like you're just like the father of the bride. It's like, you're fine, but it's not like I would ever want to. Wait, 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 wait. She <laughs> says you're like Steve Martin and then her pull is father from father of the bride. Yeah, like Steve Martin from The Jerk is kind of attractive, I think. But uh, she – I made her feel like a mild dad was nearby who is not <laughs> who you should have sex with for sure. A mild dad. Yeah, you ask him to borrow the car keys. You have sex in the car. You don't tell him you had sex in the car. But you don't have sex with him because yeah. he's there to be the, the – Believe it or not, to be the foil. The facilitator of the place where you have sex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sexy is my long-winded point. No one wants it. Okay. Hang on. As I just... I'm just going to go through my notes here. Um, Mild dad, fatherly bearing, if I cross-reference that, because we, I say we are just a content mine, just spilling ideas to help raise your your game, Jonathan, uh, get you back in the spotlight. And I do actually see here, um, yeah, it's always time for Surprise Dad. That's a, a, a new TV show that we've been workshopping. What? Um, over here at Sterling Coy. Yes, okay. Let me tell you about this. Um, everyone wants a dad they can love, except the people who don't. But for those who do, and maybe for those who don't, we haven't really checked Jonathan is here to step up to the plate. Jonathan Off Road Rules is your surprise dad in It's Always Time for Surprise Dad, where you will visit one lucky home in Boston and be their father, regardless of whether there's a dad in the house or not. You really thought this one through, so I... I... (laughs) 
<laughs> announce that someone needs to see me as their father. <laughs> well, you sort of announce it. Um, <laughs> sort of announce it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we're going to need you to crawl into the house at night through a window, um, dressed in a trash bag to conceal yourself against the night like a ninja. So we're going to take off all your clothes like uh, Nelly. Um, we'll, make sure, we'll make sure that the studio we dress you in will be hot so that legally it's okay for you to take off all your clothes. Um, we'll cut a hole in the top of a trash bag, pop that on you, um, and then just push you toward the nearest house, whereby you can stagger on through and try and get through the window without any armholes in your trash bag. Uh, so this is home invasion, and it is not... It's home surprise! <laughs> it is a surprise. Surprise dad, right. <laughs> the dad part, yeah, I don't know if you need that part. That's just, that's... Um, Setting expectations in a, in a way that's going to lead to... Oh, no, 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 no. You totally need the dad part. Because here's the thing, right? If these people wake up in the morning and they come downstairs and find this plastic garbage bag with you inside of it and you are not a dad, then you might have to go to prison. Well, see. yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they will find something very suspicious about I'm not that. A, I'm, I am a dad now. <laughs> I am, uh, but I'm not there, Dad. <laughs> There's your legal, he's already building his legal case, Conrad. So you're you're three steps ahead of us here, Jonathan. Yeah, I can say to them, I am a dad. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you ideally will break in, okay? And then Conrad and I are going to feed a Christmas tree through the window once you open it up. Uh, you s drag that through with your teeth. I'm sorry we didn't cut armholes out. I just think aesthetically, you'll be more aerodynamic. Um, which isn't even aesthetic, that's more mechanics. So we are really on top of our shit here, Jonathan. You'll drag the Christmas tree in with your mouth, um, prop that up against a wall, and then sit underneath it, curled up, mewing like a cat, just like a Christmas cat birthday Christmas present. And then when the kids come down in the morning, all excited for Christmas, or not, they don't know it's new Christmas yet, um, <laughs> they'll see you under the tree, all wrapped up in your trash bag, and before they have a chance to yell for their real parents, you'll sit up... <laughs> <laughs> you'll sit up crawl toward them really fast on your knees and your elbows poking through the bag come to within an inch of their startled faces and say have a catch son <laughs> then they'll know that it's surprise dad hooray he's here for a catch have a catch son uh, I mean uh um, oh, you're worried that the camera's not going to pick you up very well through all of the cigarette smoke. <laughs> no, Because <laughs> no. you will have been chain-smoking cigarettes down there. To the point where they're probably up less because they're excited for Christmas morning and more because it's 4am and they think that the house is on fire. But you, you see my point, right? We lose some definition in the filming of this, but we gain expedience because you've got them cigarettes funneling that family downstairs to meet their new surprise dad it's uh, <laughs> people people live all kinds of lives and you get in relationships where you just can't win and that's me 
I'm trying. <laughs> Look, you should not talk about your wife that way. No. I'm sure everything it's is such a different life. My my other life, the the not this part. Well, you know, but we're here for you, and we're gonna help you. We're gonna help you through it. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're gonna restore your name, put you back where you rightfully belong. I think people want to see you face down on the floor of a strange family, uh, propelling yourself around the floor with your legs like some sort of bizarre tadpole. <laughs> <laughs> just just muttering dad on the carpet dad on the carpet <laughs> cuz i i'm so mild looking but also dangerous sort of looking cuz i'm big i'm bald i'm tired looking stubbly a lot of the time hairy like this really i could play serial killer easy so just seeing me is a true life altering horror for the f- children and family. They're sure they're going to die. Because I am so... If I were a Jonas Brother or something, then maybe. But I'm, I'm definitely someone who looks like they will kill you. That's the only reason I would be in the house. Bald oh, men don't on. just go in the house unless they're going to kill you. You've... You've scrabbled and scuttled across the floor, right? Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. And the fact that I am... Somehow, like, supernaturally fast, <laughs> bald, shiny, hairy, tired, in a bag. It's just the the most, <laughs> most terrifying. I mean, I'd imagine you'd probably be pretty damp with sweat, too, by that point. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You'd, you'd be in this bag, yeah. I am right now, because it's hot out. Uh, yeah, where I am, hot inside, I should say. <laughs> well, everyone's got their heat on in the winter. There's, just imagine the, <laughs> imagine you were a fresh-faced youth, right, who's excited to meet their new dad. Only they don't know that yet because they didn't even know there was such a thing as a surprise dad. <laughs> well, so I was gonna say, but I'll I'll get to it later. I'm sorry, I won't even try. Go ahead. Please. They wake up to the aromatic smell of cigarettes. <laughs> they they wake up and probably think, hooray, my surprise dad is here. You fling the bed covers over, you put your little slippers on, right? They look a bit like Godzilla. You've got your Thomas the Tank Engine pajamas on. Do kids still watch Thomas the TT? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have a child who loves Thomas the Tank Engine. T to the TT is great. Mm. So you're wearing them, you run down the stairs. Throw open the living room doors into the main room and there is a wet Christmas tree that we got from some men down by the river. We've hung up festive decorations on that. You know, some coat hangers and Bermuda shorts that we found. Uh, You're underneath it. A bald, sweating... Cheese-eating, cigarette-smoking, trash-bagged father for them to enjoy. Oh. You, you stare up at them. You like move. You twist your head round really quickly and sharply to, you, to make eye contact with the kids. And imagine being in that kid's position. Oh my god! As, as their beloved new father. What they don't know. That. <laughs> as this beloved new father twists its head up sharply. Turns the head ever so slightly, squeals, 
like that. Um, scuttles really quickly across the floor at them, just face down, pushing the body forwards with the feet. The you know the the bare naked milky legs uh, push towards the kids uh, and imagine their faces and imagine how they must feel when you rear up like a cobra look down and say I want to have a catch with you son I'm gonna catch you good <laughs> I'm gonna catch them yeah you're gonna play catch with them okay but I'm not I'm not throwing them yeah I'm gonna catch you good you little bastard yeah, I would think that they were gonna that this because uh, I'm empathizing with the children and feeling yeah, yeah. so badly for them and trying to figure out. So this is what I was saying before about impossible relationship that you're trapped in. I I keep my mind naturally tries to find ways to make it work, and that's the 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 crazy part. I guess you could say. I rarely say that word crazy, but I think this qualifies because I feel like. The only way to get you to stop is to make it work somehow. So if you told them in advance, like Santa Claus is almost as weird as this, but we're just so used to it. Everyone's desensitized. The The man will be coming down the, the chimney. He's got a long beard and he's he's uh, got a bag and it's going to be fine. Like normally that would not be fine when the man comes with a bag down yeah. the chimney. But but you're saying that because the man has a bag, it's fine. No. So what you're <laughs> no, suggesting saying, is that saying, when you say, let's have a catch, I'm going to catch you good, that's when your arms burst out the side of the bag and you've got a burlap sack in one hand, you pull it over the kid grab the bag by the end, and then swing it around the main room, just going, let, it, let the bag go, so that it hits the couch safely, then collapse back onto the floor face down and skitter into the kitchen, scuttling like a roach. It's not, it hits the couch safely. I mean, before you tell me there's a problem with this, remember your arms are out now. You can scuttle real quick. So, so don't worry about your scuttling ability. It only improves as the show goes on. It was more that I thought if we warn them and somehow integrated, because culture is really screwed up. There's things we think are totally normal and fun that are really weird. There's allusions to a lot of things that I find quite creepy, but because we're so indoctrinated with it from the start. So so I'm trying to make this work. If we do like a year-long collaboration with Coca-Cola or something and just commercials with Surprise Dad, being like, Coke is it, you know? And he's like, the children don't seem scared of him. He comes down. Uh, well, no, you want me to come in like a crawl space or something? I can't remember anymore. You so, can do whatever you want once you go in that crawl space. Come, sing, whatever you like. It's your crawl space. Come? <laughs> no, Coca-Cola won't go for that. Putting my foot down on, on any, anything Jones sexual. Soda might. <laughs> Jones Soda is very open-minded. That's true. They're very artistic. Very liberal laws over there. It's international waters in a Jones Soda factory. We could have you kiss anything. <laughs> I don't want to kiss anything. So Jones Soda. Yeah. They're working with us. Commercial for Jones. Jones is it. Mm-hmm. It's a new catchphrase, I guess. Yeah. I go in there. The kids find me. Instead of being shocked and alarmed, they immediately already know somehow that I've just brought all the soda for them yeah. to drink. We all drink a soda. No one gets thrown around. 
I smile. No, because it's me. Like, I just remembered that the camera is going to have to see me. And I just, no one wants to see me. It's bad. They want to see, everyone wants to see you scuttling around a kitchen floor <laughs> like a trash bag to cockroach man. So just the children drinking Jones. I'm your trashy cockroach dad. You're going to drink this Jones soda, then I'm going to bag you and tag you. If it's over really fast, like... I'm your spicy cockroach dad. Surprise, I'm sorry, not spicy dad. I prefer dad. spicy now that you've said it. <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your spicy surprise cockroach dad. Here's have some drunk soda kids. And then quickly cut to the kids drinking the soda in slow motion. Ah, it wasn't so bad, they say. Because <laughs> everyone watching it was thinking like, these children are going to die. This, is, this man is going to kill them for sure. Just look at him. But easing the children into it by... Well, that child didn't die. He said it wasn't so bad. Maybe in a year when that starts happening, yeah. I won't be deathly afraid and it won't ruin my entire life because I've learned this is the new normal. Yeah. So basically, you're saying the more used to you people get, the more we can then ramp things up. No. So that eventually you are bagging and tagging kids. And, and with the association with Jones Soda, we can do for Jones... What Santa Claus did for Coca-Cola. Make them the official drink of Christmas. Oh, absolutely. I could see surprise dad on bottles of Jones soda all through the holiday season. Yeah. And then instead of telling kids if you're good, Santa Claus will come and give you presents. No, it'll be if you're good, spicy cockroach surprise dad will slide in through the open window and spill John soda all over the floor. Make it nice and sticky. Get some uh, ants involved. No, that's not... So the only reason Santa Claus worked was the presence and the the harmlessness combo. Oh, you're going to have a very big presence in any house you find yourself in. Surprise, cockroach, spicy dad. It's... um, I don't know if we can... I mean, it, it's not as bad as it could have been. I want to quit while I'm not I'm not ahead, but I haven't completely lost. Yeah. But I like your idea. Ease them in so that by the time you're throwing mice at the walls, <laughs> they'll just consider it a holiday tradition like any other. He's, he's throwing their mice really hard at our kitchen wall, and we got a week Christmas dinner in, uh, in there. I don't want to... Uh, are, are these mice dead, at least? No more... Well, I mean... <laughs> They will be by the time it's dinner. They don't make the right noise otherwise, right? Yeah. Uh, Jones is it, I guess. Jones is it. Jones is it, and it's not as bad as I thought. Now get in this bag, because a giant cockroach man is in the mood for swinging for Christmas. How's that? I think we've made your life a bit better today. It's not as bad as it was at the start of the show. There we go, you see? Wow. Yeah, let's see. This is great. I think you're really warming up to it. Yeah, as a life coach, I feel very positive about this. You you started this show in a slump, and already your career's picked up. You are more positive. You are the new face of a, jo- a very Joan Soda Christmas. You have a new show where you take corpses out on dates. So that could be the sequel to Corpse Bride. Oh, I thought I thought only one of these... So I thought by leaning into the uh, Surprise Dad, I didn't have to do the other ones, no? I wouldn't recommend anyone lean into Surprise Dad. You you might stick. You will be very sticky. 
because we're going to cover you in Jones Soda so you get that lovely Jones Soda smell. Well, it's got to be, you know, part of the sponsorship deal. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll pick houses that we are 50% sure are clean so that uh, when you scuttle around on their kitchen floor, you don't pick up too much detritus. But, you know, so many options for you, so many irons in the fire, so many ways to make you famous. Uh, I... I, I give up. Maybe. Sure. Robert Downey Jr. couldn't hope for a better career prospect than you. He's doing much better than me, but he pursued it. I mean, I I wouldn't mind if Surprise Dad ended up actually making someone's life better somehow. So if someone likes that idea, you can tell me and then I won't yeah. feel as bad about it. It's already improved mine tremendously. Yeah, it's better than other things. For yeah, sure. I'm elated. I'm elated, and now I need to do a shit and sleep. Good meeting. Yeah. Good meeting. Yeah. Good meeting, gents. It's very productive. I'm 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 glad that we've 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 made some great gains in Jonathan's career, and we will convene again to sort this all out for you, Jonathan, because we are sick of it. I'm so sick of you not being on the TV. It's just disgusting. You were the leading light of MTV's Road Rules Season 5, The Northern Trail. A trailblazer. Yeah, you were a Northern Trailblazer. And and now you're not. Yeah, it's much better this way. The trail's gone cold. It's good. But we're pouring gasoline on it. I guess so. Uh, yeah. That's not good for you, though, gasoline. It's, uh... It'll wash the seagulls and rats down. No, gasoline's very clean. Purifies everything. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make you pure again. Wow, that's terrifying. If we've got any excess gas, we can use that to wash the Jones soda off him later as well. Mm. Yeah. I mean, being me is really... I don't know if people know what it's like. I hope people can realize what this is like for me, because this is really... Sun, it's not, not easy. I'm having a tough time. Jonathan Off-Road Rolls, I'm in romantic love with your career. And like any relationship, I want to see it flourish. <laughs> But only the career is what you're in romantic love with. No. Just the concept of my fame and, and fortune, I well, guess. Well, maybe I'm playing coy. <laughs> do you feel enriched? I definitely do. A lot of new ideas. You feel enlightened? Uh, I've. It, this, it, it's been an experience, as always. All right, well, I'll see you later then. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. Wow, what the fuck?